Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. What up? And a good Tuesday afternoon. Beautiful day. Dan, what is the uh, current temperature? The current temperature here at your official weather station is 46 degrees. Not bad. Not bad. It's a, it's kind of a warm, late autumn day. We'll take it. We'll, we'll, we'll take it. Yeah. Winter is coming. Okay, story here from the New York <laughs> Post. A um, What did you say? Nothing. Go. I said winter is coming. <laughs> It'll be here in two days. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Army Staff Sergeant Zachary Melton was found unresponsive in his car Saturday. Uh, this is the second death of a drill sergeant at Fort Jackson in the last eight days. Yeah. Uh, says Brigadier General Jason Kelly, who is the commanding general at Fort Jackson, we are extremely saddened by the loss of Staff Sergeant Melton. Our thoughts are with his family and the soldiers of the Always Forward Battalion during this very emotional time. Okay. Uh, telephone number is 913-586-7798. So we hit on this story back in November. And in the world of human resources, I think everyone would agree this was a shocking oversight out of Lawrence Memorial Hospital. Okay. They fired their CEO in November. Newly hired CFO, by the way, after discovering that he failed to disclose his status as a convicted felon, dot, 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 and also had changed his name. So you remember, Scott, he, we're not entirely sure how it all came in the, wa- right. in the wash, but Lawrence Memorial kind of sheepishly came out with this statement in November saying, we have come to find out that Mike Rogers, who was on their website and served as their chief financial officer was not really Mike Rogers. In fact, Rogers was previously known as Mike Brunton and in 2005 pleaded guilty in Oklahoma in connection to a fraud case involving an internet ticket scheme. Fraud case. And now he's the CFO at Lawrence Memorial Hospital. Yes. Okay. Okay. The hospital placed Rogers slash Brunton on leave And to this day, I don't understand how something so glaring when it comes to someone's background could happen when you are hiring for C-suite individuals. This is a CFO. He would have had access to all of the hospitals 
Financials as the CFO. Well, and, and, and they would have had access to all of his background information as they are hiring him yep. as a CFO. Okay, so they have come out with a statement, and it's pretty thin, but I'm going to read it. As we have previously reported, LMH Health announced on October 30th, 2023, that Mike Rogers was no longer in his role as chief financial officer. On October 26th, four days prior, we became aware of inconsistencies regarding his identity. The next day, we confirmed he had legally changed his name and that he was a convicted felon in 2007 and 2005 under his original given name of Michael Brunton. Rogers, obviously, the statement goes on to say, did not disclose this and other important information in his application or during the interview process. Right. Uh, The findings of their investigation were presented to the board of trustees. Then they hide behind um, legalese and personnel barriers. Okay. Um, And they basically say they are going to move to a more extensive background check process. You mean they're going to move to a background check process? Mm. Yes. Because... Apparently, they were not engaging one prior. Let me ask you, though, if you background someone and you your whole life were Scott Parks, but then in 2005, because that's a pretty common name, you changed it to Scott um, Williams. No, make it make it harder. Uh, Robertson. Sure. Would that pop up? Because I think most people would say for the you know thousands of dollars you're paying a background check company. At the very least, what will pop up is that Dana Wright is also Dana Ketz. Those things are both true. Or that Dana Ketz didn't start existing until seven years ago. And prior to that, she was Dana Wright. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, but to be a chief financial officer, this is what has never made sense to me. You forget the name change. You go into Lawrence Memorial Hospital. You are applying for their top finance job over a pretty decent sized hospital. Well, what you're really talking about is the number two position yes. at a major hospital. Correct. Okay. You would have to have credentials to be a CFO. One would think. You would have to have a master's degree in finance, is my guess, which would have been under the old name Brunton. Correct. You would have to have references. That would have been under the old name Brunton. My guess is some of those references would have been in Oklahoma, where he was known as Brunton and not Rogers. I still do not understand, nor will they say how this happened, but we had one listener reach out with an idea. And they said to me, Dana, he chose that name on purpose, Mike Rogers, because it would be fairly easy to find another Mike Mike Rogers. Rogers who mm. might be a CFO and have all of the credentials that would check out, even though he's not that Mike Rogers. And they even suggested when he changed his name, maybe, we don't know. He, he knew that there was another Mike Rogers. chose the name based mm. on someone who is a chief financial officer that recently retired? Or died. That, that he could basically double down as? Right, but wouldn't you Google image someone and be like, I'm sorry, Mike Rogers, you're six foot two and this guy is not. And you have brown hair and this guy has blonde hair. Not not when the unemployment rate is 2.7% and you really need a CFO. 
badly. It, it's one of our listeners who's, and again, we don't know if he did that. I don't even know that it would be illegal if you chose a name to sort of get your foot in the door. What has he done that's illegal? Um, I. If he anything, changed his name. That, he, that's he, not against the law. Changing your name is not against the law. Okay, but does there not have to be some level of deception involved when you could not go in and apply for a job as a CFO under the name of your credentials? There's no way you could. So he had to have said to them, I graduated from wherever Mike Rogers did, Marquette, when Mike Brunton graduated from Oklahoma. We We just don't know. We don't know that. We don't know that he fudged the dates. You're saying he went in with a new name. I'm saying if he did. And used his old credentials? Right. I, I, my, I am Mike Rogers. That is who okay. I am. Who graduated from KU. In 1997. All true. With a degree in finance or business. But when you called KU to say. Did they? You see where I'm going with this? D- do you see where I'm going? <sighs> that for a CFO job, they didn't even check? That's quite, obviously, I think that's very likely. How do you prove you're a CFO? Uh, apparently I didn't have to. But do you know what I mean? Like if you're applying as a job as a surgeon, okay? Your name is Scott Parks and you're a surgeon. Okay. You would have to say, I have cut open people at these places under yes. the current and, name that I have. And, and 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 what I need to know is that you're going to call to check on that. And if you don't, then I'm whoever I say I am. The entire case blows my mind. I know. And mine. And I agree with you. It is very possible. They did not check. That there was no. That's right. Necessarily criminal wrongdoing. That he just wanted to work as a CFO. He has the credentials to be a CFO. He just wanted to work as a CFO. But but my, my current name does not allow me to get a job. And so I'm going to change my name. And I've committed no crime. But your credentials would not align with the new name. That's not on me. That's on you. Oh, my gosh. I, I've done nothing wrong. My, my name is Mike Rogers, right? Yes. Okay. Where'd you go to school? I graduated from KU in 1997 with a degree in finance. But there is no Mike Rogers that graduated from KU with a degree in finance. It would be Mike Brunton. But that's who I am. <laughs> Maybe the HR person was just having a bad day. 913. He looks good in a suit. He seems to understand math. You're in. 913-586-7798. 586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. Happy birthday, Steve Mesh. Happy birthday, Steve Mesh. It's Steve Mesh's birthday. Go to Kriegel Mesh Diamonds. It's Steve Mesh's birthday. Call 660. Story here from the Associated Press. Haven't ordered any of your holiday gifts yet? Well, you might find solace in discovering that some of America's biggest retailers are working to increase their shipping speeds to please shoppers, expecting faster and faster delivery. Uh, Walmart, Target, Amazon. Say they are all in on the shipping wars, a move that retail experts say will help them maintain a competitive edge against other low-cost dealers. 
uh, from Walmart and Target. Their investments are aimed at narrowing the gap in delivery speed with Amazon, which has set the standard for fast shipping and remains the king of speed. Okay. How much more Christmas shopping do you still have to do? Zero. Oh, isn't it nice? It's funny. The kids still send me from time to time snapshots of things that they think that they would like or be interested in, and I just go, shoot it down. <laughs> Bam! I'm done for the season. <laughs> How much of it is just cash? Um, I did not do any cash this year. Wow. No. I thought there were things that they um, need and actually want that are useful in their lives that I am happy to provide. Good for you. Yeah. Good you know, they're you. all, you know, they're into like, can I get these shoes? I mean, that kind of thing. It's yeah. not, they're not asking for right. a rabbit that you put in the oven that comes out a plush toy. <laughs> Thank God. Uh, breaking from page six, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey will spend Christmas and New Year's Eve together in Kansas City. Oh, really? Welcome to our town, Taylor. <laughs> okay. Watch the... Uh, you are welcome here as long as you want to be here. Movie again of the Eras Tour last night with a couple of my girlfriends. Oh, and good. that's the second time I've seen it, and it gets better every time I watch it. So that makes me happy. Th- th- this is uh, starting to sound a little serious. I know it! Hmm. It's all the talk among my girlfriends and every other woman listening. I'm telling you, you get together. Here's how the conversation goes, okay? Because we did this last night with 10 of us. Okay. How are the kids? Great. How does she like Nebraska? Loves it. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. This brie is delicious. Can you hand me some more wine? Yep. Um, tell me about the house. When did you get this couch? Can we talk about Travis and Taylor? Literally oh, every conversation, that is where it goes. Okay. You start out with catch me up. How's everybody been? I mean, when do you think he's proposing? I mean, it goes straight there after, I don't know, 22 minutes in. Somebody is just bursting at the seams to bring it up. And then everyone leans in and goes, well, I think, yeah, it's lovely. That is not the conversation at my house last night. And we were in a neighborhood nearby last night. and Nearby what? I I don't want to say, but we were nearby. Nearby where they live? And somebody said, I mean, you know, we can just talk. And I go, no, no, we're not going to do that. We are happy that they are here. And... We are not going to go looking at the lights on the houses. <laughs> We're not doing that. We are not those people. But you are. No, I am not. But you want to be. Nope. Leave them alone. Makes me happy. I still want to see him every once in a while in Trader Joe's, and it's not going to be weird because I think people are like, okay, okay this is so – we're it, settling so into a new normal. Are we? Yes. Okay. So if he's walking through Trader Joe's, mm. you leave him alone. Mm. Yes or no? Yes. Okay. He's walking through Trader Joe's with her. I fall down and pee my pants in aisle seven. Okay. So you go up for a photograph? No, I do not go up for a photograph. I would say, welcome to our city. She's not deaf. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to our city. I feel like it would be super fun to just walk by and start singing Cardigan, which is my favorite song. What would you do She's if like, it, can you hand me the peanut butter? And when I felt like I was in a cardigan. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> under someone's bed. You put me on and said I was your favorite. I know every word to every song. So I would just belt it out and so, be like, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. I'm leaving now. Welcome to our town. Welcome to our town. Welcome. welcome, we're, welcome. We're, we're glad to have alone, you. We but love I love you. that song. We're so happy you're here. Thank you for that song. Okay. And you're you're, you're beautiful. Played every single day. We love you're, you so much. You're beautiful. And thank you for wearing that hat that that local woman made. 
West Side Story. And Scott and I, we do this thing called Tesla Tuesday. Yeah. We're not supposed to say Tesla Tuesday. No, but you're welcome to come sing with us at Tesla Tuesday. Anytime you want. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if she popped out of the back seat? Um, I would need new seats. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're <laughs> <laughs> like belting off, like shake it off, shake it shake off. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> <laughs> Shake it off. Shake it off. And down goes Dana. <laughs> Can we get the defibrillator downstairs, please? Would you Would you not leave her alone if you saw her? In no, I, I would be. Uh, are my daughters with me? Yes. Mm-hmm. I would be so nice. I cannot confirm or deny that I have the Eras Tour placard in my car with a Sharpie just in case I run into her. <clears throat> Wait a minute. You have it ready to go for an autograph. It happened to be in my car. On the, no. No, 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 listen. No. Because we came home and, you know, it's like a little poster and it happened to be in my car. Now follow me here. On the off chance of what? I get home because we were leaving the theater and they gave them out. They were like um, souvenirs. Uh-huh. And it's about, it's like eight and a half by 11. Right. And I had it in my car and you know me, I'm lazy. I don't bring stuff in from my car. I bring my purse in because I don't want my car stolen, but I... I just leave stuff in my car all the time. Okay. So after a couple days, this thing is still sitting in the passenger seat of my car. And I think to myself, I mean, why would I bring it in? I'm not going to put it on my mantle. I'm just going to let this thing ride in the car. I'm just going to leave it here. On the off chance of what? I I don't know. And then I was inside one day and I saw a Sharpie. And then I thought, I Uh mean, what are the odds? It's very rare that that would happen, but... Very rare that what would happen? You would run into some... I mean, I don't know. I'm saying it's not going to happen, but okay. I did put it in the car thinking, if I ever tell Zagantas he's never going to let me live it down, <laughs> that I'm just in case... It's my just in case. Just in case what, Dana? Well, I wouldn't, like, pop out in traffic at a red light, necessarily, but if... I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would leave them alone. If you were in Trader Joe's, and you looked over two aisles over, and Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are mm-hmm. there in aisle three. They're super Instacarters now. But anyway, let's just say it they, happened. They weren't two weeks ago. Right, let's just say it happened. Okay. Would you run out to the car, get the Sharpie and the placard, and run back into the store? Mm, yes no, or no? Because yes or I don't no. want to be that person. Then why have it in the car? I don't know. I can't part with it. Hmm. Hmm. And you don't also, like, if you see George Brett, you don't want him thinking you want him to sign something so you can sell it on eBay. I would only want that for my daughters. Like, I would want it to say, like, when I told Chris to get Lynn Dawson to sign his iconic Fresca cigarette photo, Mm -hmm. I wanted him to sign it to Chris, Lynn, because they worked together 35 years, and he just got it back signed Lynn. And I go, oh, my God, Lynn, God rest his soul, probably thought you you were, like, scamming him for an eBay signature. (laughs) 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Did you guys see the volcano eruption on Iceland? What happened? Oof. Uh, it's called the Reykjanes Volcano. It's in southwest Iceland. It erupted yesterday, spewing lava and smoke into the air after weeks of intense earthquake activity. Uh, fearing a significant outbreak on the peninsula, authorities last month evacuated nearly 4,000 inhabitants of the fishing town of Grindavik and closed the nearby Blue Lagoon Spa. Yeah, bet they did. <laughs> Everybody out! God. Hmm. Uh, the Reykjavik International Airport, which is located nearby, remains open. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. There's a documentary about a group of tourists who were the last group of tourists ever taken to an active volcano site because people will pay money to go do this Scott and they'll say you know this thing hasn't erupted in 100 years but you can see the formations and what it looks what, like what, they like fly you over it um no they 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 drop you right off and then you kind of like hike to this area where you know you get close enough to see like the steam and you're not supposed to touch the water because it's boiling right. but it's a dormant volcano and i was watching this i don't know sometime in the last year i'll, I'll look it up so you guys can um find it where the unthinkable happened. Actually, the thinkable happened. Back up. The completely thinkable where, thing. Where they drive you off of the volcano yes. and, oh, it erupts. Yes. And here's the other problem. It was like a one-hour boat ride to get all the way out oh, to the, the volcano site. This was in uh, New Zealand. Yeah. And so those who did survive, who were able to run for their lives and, and jump into the water but were badly mm-hmm. burned, then had this hellish hour boat ride just to get back for help and several people died Mm -hmm. and that obviously is no longer a tourism site but but you wonder because people pay money for this like sort of disaster nature tourism stuff all the time and if you said to me do you want to go for the do you want to go flirt near the base of an active volcano Mm -hmm. and nothing's happened in 100 years but we need to sign this waiver here there's no way in hell i would go do that Because I've seen the documentary. Those people were, were they there, were there, just right there, Scott. There, they, there, there was no recovery of anybody. So, right. The, the, this occurred in New Zealand. If I remember right, uh, the reason this got so much attention was there was a couple on their honeymoon. Yes. That went to this volcano. And here we are. Here, everybody, get off the boat. 
and they're on the base of this volcano and it erupts. Yeah. And they died. It's on Netflix and it's actually called The Volcano. And you're right, 2019. It erupted mm-hmm. in New Zealand in 2019. And I do remember um, there was a it's this there. beautiful Jurassic Park looking like mountain thing. Yep out way in the middle on an island in the water. Mm-hmm. And so to- you have to- Totally you have to, uninhabited. Totally uninhabited, yep. of course. You have to take a boat, go all the way in for the hour, then they drop you off for a couple of hours with tour guides, yep. then all the way back. And I'm trying to remember, can you see, um, Quentin, if you can pull up that trailer, it's just Here, called The Volcano Rescue from Wakari. Um, and you see, you know, everyone has cell phones. It's 2019, Scott. And so you see their videos. They're walking toward the mountain. You see their safety check. You see, like, all of this stuff. And as memory serves, the people who survived Mm -hmm. had already gone up to look at it and were walking back to get to the boat. Right. And the group behind them that was walking up toward the volcano, I'm not sure anyone survived there. But, you know, you you can see them taking photos of this, what do you call it, the springs or Mm -hmm. hot springs or whatever it is. You can see the uh, steam coming off of it. Is it the volcano rescue from Wakari? Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And then the people on the boat have the video of the volcano exploding. You could feel the heat from the volcano. From the description, it was a nice, easy hike. They didn't make it sound dangerous. I knew what could happen out there. But you don't believe it will happen. Run. I thought, this is it. We're going to die on our honeymoon. I heard the call. There's people on the island and she's erupting. The heat alone was just unbearable. The burns went through all my clothes. We were dealing with people who are going to die within the next hour or so. This is a stuff nightmares I made it. At this stage, it is too dangerous for police and rescue services to go to the island. That's the right. The authorities said they're on your own. Doing nothing wasn't an option. We're going to do it ourselves. I came to the realization that no one was coming. Okay, sit down. real quick, stop that. I okay. remember this now. The, the government said, this is now an actively spewing volcano. We can't go anywhere near that. And there were some people on boats that said, we're going to go try. Um, but I missed this. About a month ago, the Wakari management was found guilty of what they called, quote, astonishing safety failures and an audit you know went over the obvious risk that was involved getting that many people that close to this mountain even though no one knew it was going to erupt uh 22 people died um but you have to wonder scott when when you pay for disaster tourism which is what this is. And you are flirting with, you are going there to pay for that experience. And anyone who's been to Hawaii or Alaska knows they package up these tour packages. Like while you're here, you can do this on a helicopter. You can do this. You can go swim with seals. Like right. there, there's a risk to all of it. Is there not? Ashley in the Northland. Ashley, good afternoon. Hi, welcome. Hey, guys. Um, there's a great Netflix documentary. Uh, it's not, it's a series, a docu-series, whatever it's called. Uh, it's The Dark Tourist. And they go into Chernobyl. They go um, to the border of North Korea. Oh, God. They go, 
several different places like this, and it's terribly interesting. But, you know, we have disasters like this happen with this extreme tourism. We just had the Titanic issue, yep. and that's extreme tourism also. So yes, for the, for the very, very wealthy. I, I'd forgotten about that, Ashley. Yes, but very interesting stuff to watch from a distance, in my opinion. Um, so listen to this, and thank you for the call, Ashley. The court found it should have been no surprise that Wakari could erupt at any time and without warning at the risk of death and serious injury. Did they not all know that when, you know, a volcano by definition is a ticking time bomb, that thing's going to blow at some point. Now, it's probably infinitely rare rare and a small percentage that you're going to be standing there when it blows, but you might. uh, Don't you go into it assuming that? Don't you go to the border of North Korea assuming that? Yes. The Chernobyl stuff I've never understood either. I mean, I do, because, ma'am, would you love to go into some of those buildings and classrooms where nature has taken over everything? Nature has taken Chernobyl you, back. You, you would want to go back to Chernobyl? I would Chernobyl? not, but I understand the awe in seeing how quickly nature repossesses what, what it once had. What it once had, right. once it's uninhabited. But But you see them, you know, suiting up in all of these white radiation suits with their little meters that show you how close you are to the radiation. And I'm sure there's a waiver there too. Like we we can't promise you you're not going to leave here and get cancer in six weeks. We, 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 I know it's a running joke on the show that I used to live in Germany. We lived in Germany when Chernobyl exploded. And we have always wondered like, the, the winds don't just stop blowing at the border. No, they don't. And uh, Chernobyl exploded in 1986. We were living in what was then West Germany in 1986 when Chernobyl exploded. Listen to this. Some of the tourists with the New Zealand explosion mm-hmm. bought their tour tickets to that mountain. Is that what you call it? Through Royal Caribbean Cruises. And they have sued the Florida-based company in the U.S. court system. So this was a packaged-up tour, just like you see on every cruise. But you, you can know go, what, but you know you what can you're go going snorkeling. In? Yeah. So let's say I sign up, which I did in Hawaii to go snorkeling, right. and I get eaten by a shark. I didn't. That, that's I didn't. On you. I didn't pay to see the shark. I didn't realize that that was going to happen. That I was going to go in the water but, with but two you, legs and but, come out with one. But reasonably, you could but have expected reasonably, that. Reasonably, I feel like I could have expected that could happen. Correct. Or the water is so choppy, you bash your head into coral or something, right? 913-586-7798, 586-7798. Martin and the others will get to all of your calls here in just a moment here on Dana and Parks. Well, I just saw something on Facebook that warmed my heart. Uh, my neighbors, the Hanlins, mm-hmm. um, who have no connection to this area, they moved here from Virginia years ago. Mm-hmm. Just went up to the National Cemetery where they laid wreaths at headstones. Oh, Scott. That's going to make me cry. T- tell, uh, tell everybody what you see. They laid a wreath at your father's mm-hmm. headstone. Mm-hmm. Did they go specifically to do that or were they just there laying wreaths and they saw? The latter, not the former. The latter, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a Christmas wreath. That mm. makes me happy. Mm. Mm. 
that's a little wink to you because you're having a difficult day. I, I truly believe that, Scott. What do you mean I'm having a difficult day? See hour one. <laughs> <laughs> Martin in Liberty. Martin, good afternoon. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Anytime. So, going, going back to the, the New Zealand thing, my wife and I were watching that, and the entire time I, I kept thinking about this trip that I went on about 20 years ago to Costa Rica, and they took us all up, you know, hiking up this mountain to this volcano called Poas, and, uh, you know, they called it an extinct volcano and whatnot, but when you get up to the observation deck that they had, I mean, you're right at the rim of the caldera for the volcano, uh, you know. And again, they call it an extinct volcano, but there were still fumes coming up. Um, they the wait. They call cold. it extinct. They call it extinct because it hadn't erupted in I don't know three thousand years or whatever. Right. I call that Martin. It. I call that dormant, not extinct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dormant. It's extended right, hibernation. <laughs> Dormant, you're right. Better word there. Uh, and in the same trip, they took us then to Arenal, which was extremely active. And from the observation, uh, you know, little areas that you had, you could hear the boulders just rolling down the mountain. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, if that would have erupted at that moment, you know, we would have gotten just completely rained on with lava. Yeah. It wasn't not too long ago that I think Arenal uh, erupted, and there was a huge lava flow to the one side. <laughs> Martin, thank you for the call. And and it might be hard for some people to understand, like, going to the base of a volcano, because that's out there, right? I mean, we went to some hot springs in Costa Rica once, but I don't feel like there was any danger involved there. Let me tell you something I have done recently that even looking back, I cannot believe that I did. Because I took the children, and to this day, I'm like, who probably wish I could get that one back. Do tell. The alligator tour down in Mississippi, Scott. Alligator tour? They put you in a fan boat. And okay. fan boats, for those of you who don't know, um, you remember when the plane crashed into the Everglades and all of those people on board died? Mm-hmm. Value jet. Mm-hmm. You remember the fan boats that were in the Everglades looking for remains and and plane parts. They are very low to the surface of the water. Like, how much is that? A foot, max. A foot, okay? And they are designed to go over water and marsh. You can drive them full speed ahead into all of these reeds, and it just plows them down and goes right over it. It's almost like sort of half land, half water. It just kind of glides over it. Okay. And the alligators come right up to your boat. You throw them marshmallows. And there is a sign that says, Be careful. Keep your hands and feet in the boat at all times. To my knowledge, they've never had an incident. But, you know, you fly out of that boat, it's dinner time. There are alligators everywhere. Just waiting for you to fall out. Yes. And they run that fan boat and they go around and around in a circle. And it churns up that water and up the alligators rise because they know it's feeding time. They know you're going to throw marshmallows. I've, I've not only done that once I've done it twice. And the thought of there being some kind of boat accident where we are just stranded in the middle of Gatorville. I'm like, what was I thinking? I think we did have to sign a waiver. Rob in St. Joe, Rob, you get the last word. Hello. 
Yeah, just real quick, I was on White Island, is what it was called, in New Zealand in 2000. I went. I paid money to go out there. Wow. Yeah, it was, I had no idea what I was getting into. I learned about it from locals, paid my ticket. It was a whale watch also. Yeah. Got out there, and it did not, it looked like a Mars scape. And it had a river that they had a plank over that you walked over that was yellow and the pH of stomach acid. And it had erupted six weeks before. Oh. And there were there were Volkswagen-sized lava boulders that were shot hundreds of feet in the air. And the safety equipment they gave you, I swear to God, was a hard hat. <laughs> you wouldn't need much more. God. You wouldn't need much yeah. more. Yeah, and they said, you know, if it erupts, don't. There's no, don't run. Look at me. <laughs> oh, no need. Where are you going to? Where are you going to run? And the surface mm-hmm. was real thin, and you had to stay on the path. If you got off the path, you could break through the the rock surface and boil. Oh God. Rob, and was I it one was, of those things? Wait, that once you got there, were you thinking, I'm not so sure this is a good idea? No, I was sure as soon as they said it had erupted and we hadn't gotten there yet. <laughs> I was sure. <laughs> what have you people gotten me into? They don't have the same liability issues down there. So Did you have to sign uh, anything? Yeah, oh yeah, you had to sign a waiver, but it wouldn't do you a lot of good scalded, would it? So No, probably not. It, it was terrifying, but I thought you'd enjoy that. Did you take photos and stuff and do the whole thing and then get out of there? Yep, I got great photos. Uh, took, they were on film. I still have them, but it literally it was gray, uh, like a Marscape with red iron oxide yep. and wow. barren. Wow. So, so and, then, Rob, wait, when it did erupt and those 22 people were killed, that had to have been, I mean, a very scary, bizarre feeling for you. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't, I was like, because it's named a, a, a Maori name now, and... They were talking about it, and my sister-in-law was saying, you know, because they knew I was down there, and they go, well, it used to be called White Island. And I was like, my God, I was there. Oh, and I said, when we got back on the boat to some Swedish people that got conned into it as well, I'm like, somebody's, people are going to die on this. And sure enough, 20-some years later, they did. I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Rob, we're glad you're okay. Thank you for the story. All right, thanks. It is a good reminder, Scott. Those waivers really aren't worth the paper they're printed on. And and just because something is presented to you by like a cruise company, you would think, well, this has to be vetted. It's a volcano. How do you vet a volcano? To his point, how are you going to file a lawsuit when you're charred? Yeah. Oh, he filed a waiver. Oh, he's gone. He's been vaporized. It makes you think, doesn't it? Uh, the Powerball jackpot continues to rise after no tickets matched all six numbers on Monday night to claim the $544 million grand prize. The jackpot now sits at an estimated $572 million with a one-time cash payout option of $286 million ahead of the drawing tomorrow night. Uh, the winning numbers yesterday were 5, 8, 19, 34, and 39 with a Powerball of 26. Uh, by the way, if you're playing for tomorrow night's jackpot of 572, uh, you have a one in 292 million chance of winning the grand prize. Uh, two lucky winners, one in Cali- uh, no- check that one in North Carolina, one in New York, 
did win a million dollars after matching all five white numbers, uh, according to Powerball last night. Can you imagine you're you're looking at the numbers and you're getting closer? Yep, 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 oh, got yep, it, got yep. It, got it, we got them all. Oh, not the Powerball. We still got a million dollars. Good for them. Quick break here, top of the hour. Uh, Dan Weinbaum will have the news coming up in two minutes. She is Dana Wright. He is Quentin. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.